You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Matt Williamson, Brian Peacock here with you on this Tuesday. We are going to finish breaking down all the games from this weekend, including Chargers Raiders from Monday Night Football and the latest going on with what looks to be a disaster from the start for the Jacksonville Jaguars and head coach Urban Meyer. I want to let everybody know that this episode is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. At BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL on Twitter. If you have any questions about the the past weeks, the upcoming weeks, fantasy football, whatever you want, hit us at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL, and we'll attack some of your questions tomorrow, and maybe talk about Matt Williamson's latest power rankings. The quarter season power rankings are out, Matt. I, look, I haven't taken a peek at those yet, but I'm excited to get into those as well. Yeah, yeah, and we've been doing it across the Locked On Network, and so I figured, hey, I haven't done one in a week or two, so I'll whip one up. It's been a while, and then I'm like, well, why not just Send send the copy over to BP and maybe we'll chat about him this week and you know to bring on some some great conversation of course absolutely yeah we'll see how it differs from the rest of the Locked On Podcast Network which I vote for those uh, power rankings and so I think that'll be a fun conversation and kind of be our version of our stock up stock down I think as we're uh, yeah through yeah. four weeks and we're through a month of this NFL season i love october by the way october is my favorite month of the year by far those game 162s in major league baseball then you get playoffs all the other sports starting up nba nhl the weather is awesome and changing i always loved halloween is my favorite holiday when i was young so uh, october is where it's at i love this that's a good call i mean my wife is so into halloween the house is very ghastly and ghouly already we lead the neighborhood in halloween uh, decorations outside and in i have a feeling um, I never could because of my job, but my buddies used to always go to Vegas for an October weekend for all the reasons you just mentioned, you know, like the, all this, this, the sports gambling was, you know, awesome. And, you know, this was before you could do it anywhere. I mean, yeah. back in the old, old timey days. <laughs> and it's not a hundred degrees in Vegas anymore. So it's a little bit nicer. Right. It's a good yeah. time to go there. Right. Absolutely. Um, all right. So Jacksonville Jaguars, here we go. This is mm-hmm. uh, so for, just to, to get everybody up to speed. Here's a nice little bullet by bullet um, of everything that's happened since Urban Meyer was hired as the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach this offseason. They hired Chris Doyle. This seems like ancient history, but this was like it does, but it's six a months big deal. ago. Hired Chris Doyle as the team's director of sports performance. Doyle was accused of making racist comments and belittling players during his time at Iowa, after heavy backlash, Doyle resigned from the Jaguars. They signed Tim Tebow as a tight end. We all know how that worked out, which was just ridiculous from the start. Drafted a running back in the first round, despite already having James Robinson on the roster. Openly admitted that they didn't really want, or he wasn't their first choice, that they wanted to draft Kadarius Tony as a gadget player in the first round, even though they already had LaVisca Chenault <laughs> uh, with the pick they used but- on Travis Etienne. Uh, so, Let me throw one in there, too, that, yeah. just from a football perspective. They gave Carlos Hyde pretty good money uh, as soon as free agency opened, too. Like, well, here, yeah, and actually not even listed here nothing the, compared to these, but right. is, is Trent Baalke was named their general manager. And, <laughs> right. and 49ers fans <laughs> know that that that's one. not a good idea, and he went, in, went ahead and drafted a bunch of guys with torn ACLs, and that's what he does, and he's just not a good GM. So that's <laughs> bad, and that's the Carlos Hyde connection as well. And Carlos Hyde right. wasn't great when he was you know, 22 years old, so I don't know what – 
aging Carlos Hyde is going to do for you anyway. So it's not surprising that James Robinson clearly better than Carlos Hyde there. And, and uh, Travis Etienne would have been as well. Yeah, sure. He told question. Urban Meyer told players that they cut players during uh, due to their vaccine status. And then the NFLPA opened an investigation on those comments. Meyer had an open competition for his starting quarterback job, even though everybody knew it was going to be Trevor Lawrence. Ended up trading Gardner Minshew, who was competing there, so gave up all those valuable first-team first reps with Lawrence during training camp when he had a fake competition going on there. Traded away the number 9 overall pick from last year in C.J. Henderson for scraps. Uh, they start 0-4. He didn't travel after the 0-4 start Thursday night. After the loss in Cincinnati, Urban Meyer did not travel back with the team. Then there's the viral videos and other photos emerging of him with a woman other than his wife. And then the owner releases a statement that I'm about to read right now that says, basically, Urban Meyer must regain the team's trust and respect. Not traveling back with the team is almost the worst part. Like, that's how you lose an entire locker room right there. Like, that one is just not head coachy. That's not a leader of men type move. No, it really isn't. I mean, that's a big deal to go sit in the front of the plane, put your suit on. I mean, people betting, you know, coming home after a loss and be a stabilizing force and, you know, have a word for every player as they walk by getting on the plane, that type of thing. You know, just being there and it being your ship, you know, you're right. I mean, I don't know what the worst is of all these and none of them are the worst thing I've ever heard either. You know I mean? It's, it's totally classic Urban guy. Meyer, just like a little bit of, uh, yeah. a little bit of sleaze in there. It's in the background and it's, it gets, it gets more pushed to the forefront in the NFL. You can get away with a lot of stuff in college football. Yeah. A lot of it's a little gray and I'm sure he's going to have some, not excuse, but reason I had family issues. I had to go home with them or something, something, but it almost doesn't matter. Like you got to go home on the plane with your team. Yeah, you have to. And here's the statement yeah. from owner, Jaguars owner, Shad Khan. He said, I have addressed this matter with Urban. Specifics of our conversation will be held in confidence. What I will say is his conduct last weekend was inexcusable. I appreciate Urban's remorse, which I believe is sincere. Now he must regain our trust and respect. That will require a personal commitment from Urban to everyone who supports, represents, or plays for our team. I am confident he will deliver. It's not good when the owner's got to make a statement four games into your tenure as head coach. And if it wasn't for uh, Trevor Lawrence there, uh, I would think the Jaguars were in big trouble. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've been in big trouble way before Urban. And, and I mean, that's been one of the losingest teams I can imagine. And you know, all the early picks that they've gone through that aren't with the team anymore. Um, uh, this did not... As your timeline spilled out, what spelled out well? I mean, it's just has not felt right since the beginning. It hasn't passed passed the sniff test at all. Even the game planning and play calling and things like that. Um, it might just be time to cut ties and find somebody to that is geared one hundred percent towards Lawrence being a star. And that might be the direction that they have to go there. All right, let's move yeah. on from the Jacksonville Jaguars and talk about this Monday night football game, which was a statement game. Right, Matt, by the Chargers in the West, who are now tied with the Raiders at three and one, but uh, have that head to head. So you got to put them in first place right now of the AFC West. Those Los Angeles Chargers beating the Raiders 28 14. And the Raiders made a nice little charge to start the second half. But man, uh, that game was dominated over the course of three of those four quarters by the Chargers. Yeah, it was. I mean, a little bit of a strange game in that. 
even though it's not quite a dome, but I mean, it was undercover. There was a weather delay. <laughs> yeah, five mil- five billion dollars stadium. You're already having weather delays, <laughs> right? Which is just an and oddball occurrence. The away team it had the home field advantage pretty clearly. The home team's using silent counts, and Herbert's got his hands over his ears so he can hear the play call in his head. I mean, so strange situation. But although the Chargers fans had some made some noise too, yeah, the Chargers um, fans did make some noise. But Derek Carr was yeah. right. It, you know, the Raiders do get home da- home games against the Chargers in L.A. and it's it's been it, it was that way in San Diego, and it continues to be that way. Lots of Raiders fans in Los Angeles. Yeah, very impressive. I loved it actually. Um, for those that haven't got the opportunity to really watch Herbert start to finish in a game. I think you realize just mm-hmm. how talented and impressive a young man, a young quarterback he is. I thought Austin Eckler was the star of the show. Um, that, that Chargers defense was dominant early on. I, I felt like Bosa got hurt as the game went on and played through it because he kind of disappeared and looked uncomfortable. That's just a side note I'm going to look into today. Yeah, actually, but I, I give the Raiders credit. I, I want to add to the Bosa thing because that's one of the biggest mismatches I've seen this year in the NFL yeah. was – Joey Bosa versus Alex Leatherwood, the first round offensive tackle for the Raiders. Uh, he was just beating him like a drum. And then the Raiders tightened up and they might have tightened up their grip on his jersey. Actually, there's a quote from, I wonder if I saved it. I thought I saved it maybe. There was a quote from Joey Bosa. I did not save it. Basically, he went off on the refs, called him out. He's yeah, like, you, gotta, you gotta call holding. This is ridiculous. And he already had an awesome game on top of it, but they had nothing else to do except for chip and hold. And um and I know there's some coaches around the league that are trying to get the competition committee to look at some of the chip blocks that they think are unfair and probably not healthy for all the edge rushers out in the league and just taking a beating and they're they're getting held and, and they're not really calling holding, but they're calling these ridiculous, like we saw in Darren Waller, these ridiculous taunting penalties penalties it's like uh, if you're gonna add flags to the game at least call the ones on people who are cheating and affecting the game (laughs) i 100 agree i mean um even going back to leatherwood you know i watched him go against tj watt for a half here and watt just destroyed him and leatherwood yeah i'm gonna put it in quotes was injured at halftime and didn't come back you know Mm. like i'd be a little worried about leatherwood although watt and bosa are you know a handful but still you're right i mean those edge guys it's it's I'm kind of with Bosa on this. You know, last year holding was legal. I kind of excused it. That's just how the league mandated it. it was an odd year. But you got to let your stars be stars, even if it ruins passing games. But man, uh, to, to your point, Justin Herbert just looked awesome in this oh, game. Man. Three touchdowns. Uh, 222 passing yards, and and it was you know the the Raiders defense put up a fight, but I think the Raiders came back to earth a little bit after their hot three and zero start. Derek Carr started poorly, but you know had that nice little third quarter and ended up you know looking okay in the end. But uh, it just wasn't there for the Raiders this week against that Chargers defense. So I think more than anything, the Raiders it, they don't look bad coming out of this loss. Just the the Chargers came out looking really good. Yeah, right. I, I didn't think it was didn't change my opinion of the Raiders. They're still a good team. Um, they played well. They came back, which I thought was impressive. Made this thing interesting. Favorite play of the, one of the, one of my favorite plays of the season so far. The fake punt. Chargers punter throws it out to the the wing guy that's yes. just totally the gunner who's totally uncovered, totally blown coverage by the Raiders. And Renfro comes from like forty five yards downfield. 
sticks him, puts his helmet right on the ball a yard before the first down, and awesome play. That was an amazing play. Like that, I mean, Renfro had to play. been had to play safety when he was younger, right? And he wasn't. I'm sure he wasn't very big. Maybe he was the same size then as he was now when he was a kid and played some defense. But um, that was amazing how he made a beeline there, and there was no yardage gained. And if there was any yardage gained, it would have been a first down. Uh, that was an amazing yeah. play from a guy who's a wide receiver uh, making a tackle there. I loved it. I just wanted to mention that. It was great effort, great you know recognition. And he's turned into a really good player. And just along those lines, these Raiders pass catchers are legit. You know, Ruggs has taken a step this year, too. Yep. So they're in good shape. Absolutely. Uh, and it was really nice to see Derwin James, who's a star player, yeah. you know, in prime time and healthy and, and making some big plays there. That was fun to watch. Yeah, 100%. Nice pick by him, too. Absolutely. Okay, good stuff there. Monday Night Football, the Chargers in control somewhat. It's going to be a dogfight there in the AFC West all season long. Three teams now, 3-1 and one in that division, including those last place Kansas City Chiefs. Let's get to the rest of the Sunday games we didn't get to yesterday coming up on this edition of Peacock and Williamson. Such a fun month for sports with the NBA and NHL starting back up, Major League Baseball playoffs, and of course, NFL college football in full swing. And you can get in on all of that action at betonline.ag. And using promo code LOCKEDON, you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football, and you can even play your Favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on at Bet Online, where the game starts. Matt, we mentioned those Kansas City Chiefs who were victorious against the Eagles in Philadelphia this weekend, 42-30. to 30. Patrick Mahomes got me 41 fantasy points in, our, <laughs> in the Locked On Dynasty League. Where, uh, And by the way, oh man, I haven't even seen what the final tally was because it's a two-quarterback league in our Locked On NFL Dynasty League against the other hosts here. Matt, that you did not join with me. I, I but, regret it. Uh, but my two quarterbacks in that two-quarterback league are Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. So I think oh, I'm looking pretty good there. You're I think I rolled life, yeah. to victory this week. Five touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes as the Chiefs, who I mentioned, are in last place still in the AFC West, looking up at three, three and one teams. But they're at two and two, and they're in fine shape. And they showed you why they're the Kansas City Chiefs and why they were the favorites and the number one in a lot of power rankings heading into the season. I'm interested to find out tomorrow where they are in your power rankings now after four weeks. But 42-30, the final. Uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles put up a valiant effort, but uh, just too much there with three touchdown passes to Tyreek Hill. 11 catches, 186 yards, three touchdown receptions there. I mean, that's just, uh, I mean, it's just hard to cover that dude. And when you have Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, you're pretty much in every ball game. And, and even the Eagles who... You know, uh, maybe maybe overmatched in this football game, but they've been competitive in every every game. Like I know who the Chiefs are. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out who the Philadelphia Eagles are. Yeah, and I've been hard on Hurts, but he played pretty darn well in this game. I, I still don't understand why you give your Eagles running backs only a, a total of ten carries in this game. Um, that that makes little sense to me. But Hurts had eight as well. Um, Devontae Smith is. 
going to be a number one. I mean, he's better than I thought. He, he's the real deal. I mean, he just looks like he did at, at Bama. Um, Chiefs D, though, remain, remains a problem. I mean, it's not a good group right now mm-hmm. at all. Um, you mentioned Tyreek. I have him in my, my main money league, which I am winning. I'm starting to run away from the pack. That was lovely. Um, Mahomes was really, really good in this game. This Earlier in the year, he's always been really, really good, but he wasn't quite as good. I mean, yeah, I thought this was his best performance of the season. One side note while you mention it, though, which is kind of a fantasy nugget, those little shovel passes that he throws to, like, tight ends yeah. or motion players – they shouldn't be a touchdown pass. Come on. <laughs> yeah, the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire touchdown. It, right. It's, and it's – it's. I, I like the design, too, because if it's not caught, it's not a yes. fumble or anything like that. But, yeah, it goes on. It's like, oh, five touchdown passes. Yeah, he threw that one yard forward to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. <laughs> and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has by far the most difficult part of that, to catch the ball in the crowd in the middle of the offensive line and score a touchdown there, which he did. Yeah. So props to him for that. Yeah, I mean, but th- that makes me crazy. I mean, that that is counted as a touchdown pass. You or I could probably perform that duty. So questions about uh, the defense there and the Philadelphia oh, yeah. Eagles defensive line I'm sold on, but the rest of that defense a little bit worried about, uh, especially in the secondary. And Devontae Smith, I saw uh, a stat. He's been targeted 30 times, zero drops so far. So, like, he's been mm, exactly that good. guy from Alabama. Um, and you, I remember yesterday we were talking about Antonio Brown, and it was hard to put a finger on, like, what makes him great? What's his superpower, sort of say? And you talked about him not losing speed in and out of his breaks. Devontae Smith has a lot of that as well, and it helps mm, to be yeah. 166 pounds. But dude can get open, and dude can catch the football. So he's going to be really good for a long time. Yeah, I think that's 100% true. It's too early to talk big picture, but I wonder what the assessment will be of Hurts when the season's over because this team's got three first-round picks most likely. Like, the Eagles are going to be interesting next year. So I'm kind of looking at them big picture more than I do others. Yeah, teams. and where are those picks? Do they want to move up? Is This dra- This is not going to be as good of a quarterback draft class. I mean, maybe, right. maybe it will end up having some superstar quarterbacks. You know, Malik Willis and Rattler is kind of falling. He was the number one guy, and I'm seeing him already start to slide in mock drafts. There's not that clear number one overall quarterback pick and there might not be those clear top 10 quarterback picks in this class. So that, that changes things, too. Are, are, the, are the guys that are available to draft better than your guy? And, and I think some teams might look back at last year if, if these first-round quarterbacks continue to develop and look as good as I think they're going to look in their career. They're going to look back and say, oh, we missed our shot in, in 2021 to draft the quarterback because this class just flat-out isn't as good. Yeah, it's kind of where I was going with that, too. Like, it, it, even if it's only a one-year longer audition – you could put some really nice pieces around Jalen Hurts with those three first round picks and, you know, all the all the resources they have. So uh, it's an interesting team going forward. We got to move quickly here to get to the yeah. rest of these football games from week four. Washington at Atlanta, 34-30. Washington wins on the road to improve to two and two. The Falcons fall to one and three. Did you have any takeaways from this football game, Matt? I thought Ryan looked a little better. You know, I've been really lumping him with Ben as the dusted old quarterbacks. I thought he played a little better in this one. Um, competitive game. You know, another nice showing by McLaurin. Corderell Patterson remains a a very big piece of this offense, whether you like it or not. I mean, it, but didn't watch a ton of it. Um, Heineke. He reminds me of Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's kind of like the same guy. He's a good <laughs> yeah. athlete, and he's a risk taker, but he doesn't blow you away physically, and he's not so bad. I don't he think Heineke changes 
what I thought of Washington on offense right. this year, but Washington's defense I thought was going to be better. And so that's where it's going to hold them back right now and why I might not have them uh, at the top of the division like I did preseason. Yeah, Matt Ryan, his best fantasy output for sure. I think he was second to Patrick Mahomes as far as fantasy quarterbacks this week. Cordero Patterson is huge for anybody in fantasy football with that running back eligibility with how much he's getting the ball thrown to him and how hard it is to find running backs right now with the attrition level and just so few bell cow backs. I mean, three touchdowns and five catches from your uh, from a guy you can put in the running back slot is just massive. It really is. I mean, I would probably sell high on him right now if I owned him in fantasy, yeah. but uh, I mean, they, they like him. They get him the football every week and there's not many guys in recent memory that are better with the ball in their hands than Patterson. Yeah. He's always been really good at that and he's found the perfect role here in a coach that's u- utilizing him. So um, he's outperforming from a fantasy perspective, Calvin Ridley and the rookie Kyle Pitts is just kind of, you know, playing okay. He's not doing what, Everyone hopes yet, but it takes a while for tight ends. So I'm looking at Kyle Pitts, and it might be a, a sell high on Cordero and maybe a buy low on Kyle Pitts. Yeah, real quick. I mean, I just clicked on Cordero Patterson to see how old he is. He's been in the league a long time. I urge people listening, just do a quick YouTube search of Cordero Patterson's University of Tennessee oh. highlights. It's unbelievable. It's like he's playing against... St. Mary's every I was, week. You know I, mean? I was so under. high on Cordero Patterson coming out of Tennessee. That that uh, he was just mind blowing. And he didn't really he didn't really develop as a pure wide receiver, but it's too bad he didn't have this type of a role from right from the start. And he's bounced around and kind of become a running back and, and a hybrid player, but he's being utilized a ton right now. And if he'd have been utilized like this starting as a rookie, then people would have not batted an eye at his, you know, first round status. I know you're sort of new to the dynasty world, but to kind of date myself, I just checked, he's 30. Uh, it was like early in his rookie year, I gave up the farm to add Cordero Patterson to my dynasty team. So I've been mad at him ever since. <laughs> that, that team never quite recovered. And on the other side, <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned Terry McLaurin. Doing Terry McLaurin things, oh, such great. a good player. A couple touchdown catches, six, six receptions for 123 yards there. How many sacks does Chase Young have this year? He had one tackle for loss in this game, no sacks. I, I haven't well, watched him. I just kind of watched. I've paid attention to the defense a little bit, but I haven't watched. He did have a, a roughing the passer in this game, which was not good. Um, I know. Yeah, he to, got a forearm up on Ryan, I saw, that was kind of a questionable call. Mm hmm. He, he, pass rushers year to year, it's not consistent as far as sacks, but usually pressure. You know, and disruption equals production is pretty consistent. But I'm wondering if, you know, if there's something we're not seeing with Chase Young. Did he, is he, you know, maybe banged up? Is he not getting off the line as quick? Are teams uh, chipping on him and doubling him? So I want to pay a little bit closer attention there because I thought this defensive line was going to be much more, much more disruptive than it has been so far. And they've been okay. They just haven't been as elite as I thought. Yeah, and Jonathan Allen actually was great in this game, too. Like, there's other really good dudes. It's not just Chase yeah, Young. Yeah. But even Young, I mean, he was a very unpolished pass rusher as a rookie. I mean, just unbelievably gifted. And you watched him in the preseason, and he was stringing moves together, and he looked like he had advanced his technique. I wonder if somebody found a glitch in him. You know, so- somewhere in the scouting report, they found something that he's – it doesn't realize is a weakness. And one thing he does too, is he, he runs past the quarterback too much. People are just pushing him upfield and he's happy to kind of 
run behind the quarterback. Yeah, maybe that's it. Just trying to hit that speed rush every time. It doesn't have a counter mm-hmm. to it, and, and they're riding him around. He has zero sacks so far this year. Zero. Yeah. I, I'd take him on my team, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I would not have a problem taking him there. Um, and, and it's pretty interesting. Yeah, Washington fans are probably thinking, oh, man, maybe we should have drafted Herbert instead of Chase Young, well, who was like yeah. a, a no-doubt pick there. But, you know, obviously that's complete hindsight. Yeah, I mean, and they would trade Young for Herbert in a heartbeat, of course. Panthers-Cowboys, 36-28. The Cowboys beat the Panthers. Both of those teams now at 3-1. and one. This was a really good game. Panthers uh, kept it close in the first half. Then uh, all of a sudden, to start the second half, the Cowboys scored a bunch of points. Panthers came back then again, but fell a little bit short there. That was a fun game. Two good football teams. I think we're going to see both these teams in the playoffs, Matt. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I think Dallas is clearly the best team in their division. I think the Panthers are real, and this game even asserted that to me, you know, I mean, that they're a legit, you know, winning type of team that's trending in the right direction, even without McCaffrey. Darnold has played really well in a Panthers uniform. He's scoring rushing touchdowns left and right, which is kind of crazy. (laughs) Um, One real interesting note, or, or, you know, one thing I really noticed watching this game was the Panthers are obviously, they're a very forward-thinking team, and their defense is all about speed and athleticism, and Matt Rule even did that back in college. I mean, he used to just recruit athletes and turn them into football players, so that's their approach. Well, Dallas and Dak Prescott played great in this game, even though he wasn't asked to do much. Dallas just looked at it and said, okay, we have a really good, healthy line we're just going to beat up your speed with Ezekiel Elliott right down your gut. And that was a lot. Five touchdown passes for Sam Darnold, five touchdown rushes, which matches his career. Like he's had five yeah. rushing touchdowns in his career. He's got five already this year. Here's the thing though, with Darnold and everyone was having fun talking about, uh, you know, Lamar Darnold and his rushing touchdowns in this game and in this season. But, the, the interceptions has always been a problem with him, and he did have a couple of picks in this game. So that's still one thing yeah. that he's got to um, he's got to clean up, and he's got got to get better at. And that's maybe who he is—a little bit gunslingery. But man, uh, good Sam Darnold—he's looking a lot more like sort of like the Cordero Patterson thing. Only it didn't take him until he was thirty to put up numbers. But um, Sam Darnold looking like that number three overall pick, looking like a first round quarterback, and it's looking like a better and better move for the Panthers to have only spent a second rounder on a talented player like Sam Darnold, and uh, things are going pretty well for the Carolina Panthers, even though they did lose in week four. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, uh, You mentioned, you know, the the interceptions. This Dallas defense is aggressive and fast as well. Um, I was impressed. They they sacked him five times without Lawrence. I mean, Lawrence is not in the picture anymore. Randy Gregory's an odd player. I mean, he is so talented. He's kind of like Alden Smith almost. You know, like when he's right in – on the right path, he is a handful, but he has all sorts of indiscretions. And Micah Parsons is probably defensive rookie of the year at this point. I mean, he's all over the place. He's all over the place. They're using him a lot. He had a sack in yeah. this game, two sacks for Randy Gregory, where I, I didn't think we'd even see him again. And he hit the quarterback right. four times. He's all over the place. Yeah, when he's jo- right. I Josh mean. Gordon's back, too. Like and Josh Gordon's back. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing stuff there. And yeah, I, I love the multiple defense that 
Carolina is using right now with that odd front and, and going with the bare front and they're stopping the run well, but then mixing in other players and Burns and um, I thought Hassan Reddick was a steal and I love the way he's being used as an edge player. He was miscast as a sort of an off-ball inside linebacker yeah. earlier in his career, so I love that as well. And Yitur Gross Matos is uh, a really good bigger sort of a defensive end that can rush the passer a little bit. He's been hurt. He wasn't out there this week, but um, Derek Brown, obviously a first-rounder from last year in the middle, so a lot of talent on that. Carolina Panthers defense and I love the way they're being used and, and coached up both offensively and defensively oh no yeah DJ Moore had a career uh, day and and he's an awesome player who's on a lot of my fantasy squads eight catches 113 yards and a couple of touchdowns yeah I don't know much more to add I mean Brian Burns is is the other name as well as Shaq Thompson awesome. yep. and Chin you know they, they have a lot of interesting defensive players and curious what Henderson next to Horn looks like for the next couple of years to a corner Right, Henderson and Horn, yeah, and uh, that'll be a fun combination, two extremely talented guys there, and if you're shutting people down and have that front going like they have, uh, look out, that could be a really good defense for a long time. Yeah, it could, it could. Okay, we got to go rapid fire here in the final segment and here and cover the rest of week four next. You know what I love about Rock Auto? Not only are they a family business, and rockauto.com has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, if you are into cars or even just a do-it-yourselfer with some minor repairs and minor parts here or there to keep your car in prime condition. You can find everything you need. You don't need to go to some chain store with their oddball pricing and never knowing what's in stock and never knowing what the guy on the other side of the counter is looking at on the screen. And chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or any account Login and they have literally everything. Blows my mind what they have in stock at rockauto.com for your specific car, whether it be a classic or your daily driver. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com always reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com let's go to Ravens Broncos here Matt because last week we forgot the Broncos and we had to we had to talk about that game on Wednesday so let's make sure we cover this one Ravens beating the Broncos in Denver 23 to 7 there's a bunch of three and one teams right now in the NFL and these two teams are among them in Baltimore and Denver the big story here for me in this game was the Teddy Bridgewater injury and being replaced by Drew Locke. And this team is so much better with Bridgewater at quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the biggest Teddy fan, but he is pushing the ball down the field. He's playing well. He didn't play great in this one. And I'm actually doing a lot of Denver homework because they're coming to town this week here in Pittsburgh. I mean, their four opponents are collectively five and 11 with a minus 87 point differential, but by no means am I lower on Denver now after this game. I thought it was a really good win by Baltimore more than anything in that they had, I don't know if you caught this, but it was the last play of the game. Instead of kneeling, they handed the ball off to pick up like four or five yards yeah. so they could get to a hundred yards and keep their streak alive. But that says a lot. Like they beat a team badly really with Lamar's arm and he's throwing the ball better than he ever has. Getting hit a lot, which I don't like. Still. He is. <laughs> he got hit a lot in this game. It already came in for a little bit of a back tweak. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's fair to sort of pause on the Broncos because this was the first, like, good team they've played. And 
they only mustered seven points. Uh, they had beaten the Giants. They lost their quarterback halfway through. I right, mean, yeah. Imagine. Giants, Jaguars, still, and Jets so far. Great. So I think this is a team where at 3-1, and one, they got the Steelers, Raiders, Browns. We're going to learn a lot about the Broncos coming up. I think we learned a little bit about them this week. Are they ready for primetime? Are they there yet? Or did they just beat up on some bad opponents to start the year? I like the Broncos, but you can't sort of crown them yet as being ready to go. And like, this is for sure right. a playoff team because it's tough in that division. And guess what? They got the, the Chiefs behind them in the division still, too. Right. And we just talked about the Panthers. And I am more confident that the Panthers are a winning team than the Broncos. Uh, two notes. We got to go fast here. Latavius yeah, Murray has yeah. taken over as the number one back for Baltimore running the football. And Marquise, was inactive. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy they, yeah. How the, the house short that it lasted for, uh, for yeah. Tyson. Um, and then Marquise Brown, catch of the catch of the week, maybe catch of the year on that diving touchdown reception. He's been really good too. I mean, he's a difference maker now. Uh, a, a defensive battle, ugly offense. Um, was it? Yeah. What did we see here with the Browns who beat the Vikings fourteen to seven? One thing that's been clear is maybe the defensive MVP of the league right now has to be Miles Garrett because this is two straight weeks where he's been unblockable and ruined an entire opponent's offensive scheme for the day. Yeah, I thought the Browns might get tripped up here, and I was close, but I didn't win that one. Obviously, um, the the Browns defense has really come together. And, you know, we mentioned Micah Parsons is defense rookie of the year. JOK has been awesome too. Garrett, yes. Clowney. I mean, they're good. I mean, they're active group. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins and company have been great before this game. Brown shut them down, made a lot of big plays. I'm not ditching on the, on the Browns, but my biggest takeaway is quietly Baker Mayfield's had a really rough year. You know, no one noticed it because, Everyone was talking about fields in that game last week. Yeah. Mayfield is really struggling and he's and they're surrounding him with great pieces and he is not getting it done right now. Well, he has got a good line and he's surrounded by a good running game. I think it's his pass catchers really, which is a, a tough situation for him because he's got Odell Beckham who had two catches in this game, but he's not Odell that he we remember. Bad though. Coming I mean, off. Yeah, and so I think it's a combination of a lot of things there. Um and I don't want to put it all on Baker Mayfield, but they they're I'm putting they're gonna, a lot on Baker Mayfield. <laughs> if they're going to go far in the playoffs, he's got to be good. And he's got to he's he's got to win some games. He's got to put the team on his yeah. back. And in some cases, when they're not able to run the football, although they were able to run it here with you know uh, what 35 carries combined between Chubb and Hunt in this game. Yeah, and and all their touchdowns are coming on the ground. I mean, this is probably a conversation for tomorrow or midweek. But I've been telling Steeler fans. Hope and pray that the Browns give Mayfield huge money because I, I don't know that he's, you know, an upper echelon guy. Right. Sort of lock yourself into that tier two, three quarterback. Right. Yeah. Right. That needs a lot of help. I'm glad you mentioned Jeremiah Owusu-Kormoa. Guy's awesome. Can oh, do everything. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Justin Jefferson, a touchdown in this game for the Vikings. Uh, Dalvin Cook back, only carried the ball nine times to Alexander Madison's 10 carries. And Kirk Cousins being very Kirk Cousins like kind of similar idea to what we were talking about with Baker Mayfield. You're locked into an expensive yeah. quarterback who's not going to be an upper, upper echelon quarterback. He has some good weeks, and uh, after a loss especially, it's fun to follow. I mean, it's not fun. It's like sort of like, you know, uh, watching a car wreck, but Vikings Twitter arguing about Kirk Cousins after a loss. I mean, it's just like clockwork. Yeah, and he's been really good before this year, but both those quarterbacks are very streaky. I forget what podcast I was listening to earlier in the week that said, 
those quarterbacks are like that Spider-Man meme when he sees himself or whatever the heck it is. You know, like they're very similar. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. There's <laughs> there's a growing group of those middle tier quarterbacks too, and and I know 49ers fans have argued about that with Jimmy Garoppolo, and it's like, yeah, I just like Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G, like they're they're starting NFL quarterbacks, but they're never going to win you games by putting the team on your back. But, you know, they're not necessarily going to lose you games either. And the coaches like them and they're sort of, you know, sure. they're, they're locked in as, um, you know, Andy Dalton was that guy for a long time too. And then at some point you realize, all right, we got to, even if the young guy's worse, we got to change it up at quarterback here because we're not going to go yeah. win a title with this guy. Right. Right. I mean, again, you get that a little bit of quarterback purgatory. It makes it tough. Mm-hmm. Giants in overtime. Beating the New Orleans Saints, Saquon Barkley sealing it with a touchdown in OT, the first win of the season for the New York Giants. And I don't, Jekyll and Hyde here with the, the New Orleans Saints. I have no idea who this team is going to be week in and week out, or now two and two on the year after this loss. And this is a game they should not lose. Uh, come to think of it, I mean, I just did those power ranks this morning. The Saints were my hardest team to place. I hope I remember to say that tomorrow when we go over them or whatever, because I don't know what they are, and they have no weapons. When they look bad, they look bad. Um, Give the Giants credit, though. I mean, they're an easy team to cut on. That's a big win for them. Daniel Jones played really, really well. I think Barkley is back. You know, they didn't. They were down some receivers. Tony was a very useful player for them as well, so – I'm intrigued with the Giants. I mean, this was a nice step in the right direction. I've not said many good things about Daniel Jones. I thought he was overdrafted. No. I'm not a believer. I think they're going to eventually replace him. And his big thing is he had had you know, more turnovers than games played in his NFL career coming into this year. But he has not thrown as many touchdowns this season. In fact, he had his first this week in that win. So I think that's a good you know, interceptions, you mean? Or interceptions, sorry, yeah, interceptions. Yeah, that would be bad if he did. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, interceptions, uh, his first interception of the year. And so that's a big corner for him to turn if that's the case. And he's, you know, career highs in completion percentage this year. So, um, and he's average getting target. He's right. getting better. Yeah, he is getting better. He may, he may be quarterback purgatory too, but right. he's getting better. Yeah, even though I'm still, my, my overall idea of him hasn't changed, but it's not as bad as it was, which is which is good. And so maybe they can win some games because they do have some talent on this roster. And Kadarius Tony, yeah. by the way, making his first appearance in the NFL uh, with six catches, 78 yards. Not his first appearance, but his first um, impact, really. Uh, yeah, with six catches, well. 78 yards, and being used like you would have thought a first-round wide receiver would be used. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, that was, he's a dynamic player. Um, I know we need to get moving, but the, the Giants are a lot like that Eagles conversation. Multiple early first-round picks. I think they have Chicago's and theirs. You know, will Jones be the guy? Will he not? You know, I mean, that, that, so that'll be a fun conversation. As the and goes I saw a stat, and I I don't remember exactly what it was. Was this the first game of Kamara's career where he didn't have a reception or something like that? No catches I think for so. He's on pace for, like, 40 receptions. I mean, he always gets 81. 81, yeah. like, three years in a row. Then he had 83 last year, I think. You know, it, it's frustrating, to say the least. That's the Jameis Winston factor, right? I assume they're just throwing the ball a very small number of times, and they're not running many plays. Mm. And I don't think Winston dumps it down, certainly like Breeze did, you know. And and I think everyone in the world is keying on Kamara more than ever, you know. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff, Matt. We nailed every game from week 
four. Uh, I and, hope we did. And I think we did. Let us know if we missed any. I'm looking at them again, and I'm pretty sure we got them all. We it was segmented. We kind of jumped around. We usually do sort of uh, early games, then late games, but we jumped around due to different storylines this week. Let us know at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL if you have any questions for us for tomorrow's episode. Looking forward to Matt Williamson's power rankings as we start to look ahead and turn the page to week five it's going so fast of the 2021 nfl season coming at you daily right here peacock and williamson